Warning, this episode contains nipples. In a world where a pandemic has kept everyone inside, three friends would make a podcast. This is their story. Movies, TV, other stuff. Welcome to the uncredited extras. Previously on the Uncredited Extras. Just thought of another 80s film that Peter Weller is famous for. It's not quite as big as what Robocop was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Screamers. Oh, wow, yeah. Which is probably oh. another one that Doc hasn't seen or even I heard don't of. Even, yeah, I was going to say, I haven't even heard of Screamers. So it's... Um, Aren't they these like mechanical yeah, um, lo- things that burrow through the desert? Yeah. I don't remember a lot of it because it just—I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did not resonate with me at all. So, out of, out of ten, Doc, uh, out of ten Bush Rangers, how, how did you rate uh, <laughs> Robocop? I, I'm going to go seven and a half. Seven and wow. a half Bush Rangers. Yeah, that's like full helmet without the ice lid. <laughs> So last week you promised us an absolute uh, throbbing analysis. Well, maybe not throbbing. That's probably the, the wrong yeah. word because it, it alludes that you have a, a, a giant erection over it, which well, is probably the opposite. Yeah, no, I'm completely flat. Thrashing is probably the word I was looking for. Yeah. Thumbing in a softy. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, look, Joe Pesci is always Joe Pesci. He's either slit in throats or... Robin Kevin McAllister's house. Yeah, it's just thinking that. <laughs> and I can draw off Hellboy too. Like you look at the remake of that or the reboot of that with Neil Marshall. Now Neil Marshall's actually a very mm. good director when he's got no mm. studio interference. So you look at Dog Soldiers and The Descent. The Descent's one of my all-time favourite horror films. That's creepy. Yeah, as fuck, I love dude. The Descent. It's amazing. Yeah. And I got um, five minutes into the new Hellboy. Uh, yeah. And that just screened yeah, studio absolutely. interference. And d- you got David Harbour trying to stick up for it. And I'm going, mate, you haven't got a leg to stand on this. This film's a turd. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a big old steamer. <laughs> it's a big piece of poop. <laughs> Well, welcome back again. Episode 3 is on the go. Young Credited Extras. Who would have thought two months ago we would have got three episodes? (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought we'd have a few more under the belt, but you know, it is what it is. Um, My name is Owen. I am co-piloting this ship we call the Friendship. Uh, (laughs) Co-piloting with me, I am DB... Credited writer and actor Hayden. How you going, mate? Hi. I I like to consider myself more like a first mate. First mate, yeah. We yeah, can just, I we mean, can roll with I it. mean, yeah, because we've knocked off the first two senior positions on the ship, so whatever's left is for Doc. 
<laughs> he, he looked quite miffed when you said that. Yeah, cool. he, he, you know, real subservient, real, real deck washer. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Jeez, not got, at all. Not at all. You got him uh, on the poop deck already. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, plodding along. You know, getting through it. Excited. Cinemas are back open and keen to get out. That is definitely a positive, and look, as we record this, it's just after Christmas and just before New Year, so we're aiming for a, a New Year's release of some description, but uh, talking about Doc, we may as well introduce him. A uh, bit, of, bit of background to him, he was born an English half-giant wizard, uh, son of uh, Mr. Hagrid and the giantess Frid Wolfer. Uh, apologies to Potterheads if uh, I got that pronunciation <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Doc, welcome back, mate. It's good to be here, lads. How's it all going for you? So you, you've had a bit of a topsy-turvy sort of last month since we last spoke. Uh, all, all things going well now, though. So uh, the, the kids, yeah. uh, you made a, a few dioramas for the kids for Christmas. They enjoyed those, I hear. Yeah, they did. Yeah, for anyone who knows the Bluey TV series. Probably no one outside of Australia probably, wouldn't have thought. Probably no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, well, anyone check it out. It's on ABC Kids. But yeah, made a couple of uh, dioramas for their figures and that they got for, for Christmas. And yeah, they really enjoy it. You say it's on uh, ABC Kids? It is, yeah. Okay, so it's not like The Wire. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the different different vein of show. Uh, not not quite as as gritty and might match up on the realness. I think um, I think Bluey's dad is pretty pretty real, don't you think, Doc? Pretty fair <laughs> and accurate representation of what a an Aussie father is like. I, I say he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, look, I fully recommend Bluey. You can actually get a few laughs of it as an adult. Mm, you can. So, uh, Hayden, if you end up finding any of your illegitimate children out there... Uh, just, they don't uh, want to borrow me. <laughs> <laughs> if they've been listening in, they know what I am. Check out Bluey. Now, speaking of international uh, listeners, guys, I, I sent through a few screenshots of people that are listening in that aren't in Australia, which is which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. We've almost had 200 plays as of this recording, so that's very exciting for for a show that uh, only posts like once one new episode a month, so we're, we're going all right there. Um, look, obviously Australia is our predominant demographic. Uh, the United States, we're, we've got a bit of a listenership, so hello all of you out there in uh, Yankee land. I'm sure you don't appreciate that term, but that's all good. Mother Russia, we've still got a couple of people listening there. Wow. United Kingdom, we've got a bit of a share there, and less than 1% in Japan, Canada, and France. So look, we're, we're spreading the love around the globe, and yeah. hopefully they're in, enjoying what we're doing. I gotta say, with the US market, I mean, there's not really a lot for them to do at the moment. So I feel like they've got a bit more time to listen to podcasts and things like that. So maybe that's playing a bit of a role. Potentially. What do you reckon, Doc? Are I, they I doing know. it out of boredom? Yeah, <laughs> when they're not busy writing or doing other things, I was going to say something, but I might upset them. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm treading lightly. I'm yeah. treading very lightly. <laughs> I feel like they've listened to literally every other podcast on the internet <laughs> and they stumbled across us yeah well uh, you put yourself out there and you, you're destined to stumble across a, a hidden gem aren't you mm-hmm. and then they skip over us and they keep looking for that hidden gem uh speaking <laughs> of hidden gems uh any movie uh, we haven't really planned this part of it so it's uh a question without notice has anyone uh, seen a a movie 
that they consider to be a, a hidden gem or even a TV show that's a hidden gem, just using that as a segue? Oh, hidden gem. Um, no, I mean, I... Not recently. I Like, I started... I've just started Peaky Blinders and everyone already is so obsessed with it. Almost to the point where um, that obsession is sort of come and gone a little bit now, so definitely... Yeah, I, well, I, I miss a boat in a big way on that. Um, wow, something that isn't really on anyone's radar. Oh, I, I have been told to watch a film on Netflix called The Call... The call. the call. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure, it might be um, Korean, it might be Japanese. I don't know a whole lot about it, but the three people I know that have seen it have said nothing but amazing things. The only premise I can I can give is that two young women, about 20 years apart, can speak to each other through their telephone. Wow. And I do believe there's like sort of a horror, supernatural element to it. But that that's come just absolutely rave reviews my way. So everything that the lake house should have been. Yeah, or oh, Frequency. <laughs> sort of like Frequency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah, that I film remember with, that. with Quaid? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But well, yeah. they made that into a TV series recently. Yeah, I was too. just going to say that. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Everything else I'm looking at at the moment is super well known. Yeah, um, well, look, I, I guess I touched on that because I wanted to drop uh, something that I knew about and has been out for a little while, and it's possibly on people's radars for those who don't mind reading subtitles on their TV shows. I just picked up a show which you can watch on Netflix called Ragnarok. Oh, yep. Yeah, so I just started watching that and first episode had me hooked so I was halfway through watching the second one and then my my lovely wife rang me who's currently on holidays away from home and I (laughs) had to ditch that idea but being Netflix I can return to that pretty easily. Gentlemen, we've uh, decided to have a couple of drinks while we're recording today. It's not something we did prior, well, maybe Hayden did, but Doc and I, uh, it's a first for, for this podcast. Uh, yeah. Start with you, Doc. What were they drinking uh, down at the old uh, Hogwarts? <laughs> we've got a, uh, a Gentleman Jack. That's, that's quite nice. Yeah, I've, I've got a bottle of that for Christmas. There you go. Yeah, you did, did too, you didn't you? You, you did. sent that I to did. me because yeah. I, I posted uh, something I got from work of the, the Jack Daniels single barrel select. Mm. And going, oh, is this the same? No, nah, sorry, mate. Mine's a, mine's a bit fancier than the gentleman, Jack. I didn't actually Ooh. say that. But. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's definitely mine's in a cardboard box that feels like it's made of crepe paper. <laughs> so it is, yeah. Now, definitely, um, no, Gentleman Jack is a, is a nice drop for those who enjoy a bit of whiskey. Um, I myself have gone on the Spice Rum and Coke as well, so I'm on the Kraken. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. Goes with our pirate theme. That's going to make the promo real. Uh, <laughs> Hayden, uh, what's in your glass tonight? Mate? Uh, I've gone a slightly, extremely different route. It's fluoro green. It's called Sour Monkey. And it is, as I described earlier, it's like if uh, that old lolly, the sour warhead, was made into an alcoholic beverage. Doesn't taste great, gives you extremely dry mouth, but I only had a little bit in the bottle left, so wanted to get rid of it. Fair enough, too. So it, I'm assuming it gives you uh, fluorescent piss as well? Yeah, it looks like you've been <laughs> sucking on uranium. <laughs> well, I look forward to that video later. <laughs> We're going to get to the uh, discussion point that everyone is waiting for, I think. So in between last episode and this one, we laid down the challenge for the movies that Doc has never seen, selected Time Bandits, 
Doc said, yes, I will watch it. And he's had about, oh, I reckon, what, a good month? Probably about that. <laughs> yep. He's given us the excuses of, oh, it's Christmas, and oh, it's this, and oh, it's that. And we never would have thought we'd see the day. We thought, oh, he'll get this under the belt pretty quickly like he did Robocop, and it didn't mm-hmm. happen. And sadly for Doc... I didn't. I've, I've let everyone down. Yeah. Can I Can I just point something <laughs> out? So if we just... For argument's sake, say he's had 31 days. Mm. Time Bandits goes for maybe 90 minutes. Yeah. He's had uh, 744 hours <laughs> to watch Time Bandits, <laughs> and he couldn't put aside 1.5 of them. No, he couldn't. Uh, and I can guarantee you uh, there would be quite a number of hours dedicated to or prioritised to gaming, I reckon. What, what say you, Doc? What say you to that? There hasn't been as much gaming as you'd expect because the, the dioramas we spoke of took up a lot of time. You'd actually be surprised. You had to consume <laughs> a lot of uh, ice creams to get all those sticks as well. That's exactly. That's that's where a lot of the time went. I'd like to see a photo of you just consuming all those ice creams going, <laughs> oh, my mouth is numb. <laughs> Lying on the floor covered in melted ice cream and pop sticks. You've still got four in your beard, I think. Oh, probably, yeah. Stuck in there. Those were the missing ones you were looking for. <laughs> you saying, I don't think are, I've got yeah. enough left. Well, he didn't watch it. And look, far be it from us to ask you to prioritise Time Bandits over your kids, but you made the choice. <laughs> so, Hayden, what was uh, the punishment? Should he have not have watched that? All right. So we were going to spoil one of three films that he had been looking forward to. Mm. And... Oh, it was it was pretty rough. I didn't. I don't really want to spoil Joker for him because it is just such a top movie, and I don't rate Big Lebowski at all. And that's going to come with a lot of lashback because I know it's a cult favorite. Mm, you've just so, alienated uh, a few of our audience, maybe one. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure you've alienated at least one person that listens here. Goodbye to everyone in Russia. <laughs> Huge film in Russia. Big, Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Uh, so what I thought I would do would be read a summarised uh, spoiler. Yeah, uh, it's, par- it's a paragraph, uh, completely out of context. He will have no idea what any of it means, but hopefully it resonates so it spoils the film for him. Now, disclaimer for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yes, you've had a lot of opportunity to watch this film. It's been out for quite a number of years, but... If you are in Doc's boat and were hoping to watch this at some point and haven't got around to it, Hayden is about to spoil the ending for The Big Lebowski right now. Okay, so the dude figures out that he was used by the other Lebowski for many reasons. His wife took a long trip without telling him and so he wanted to get rid of her. And by using a fake suitcase and deal, could get the dude killed so they'd be both ah, uh, so they'd both be out of Lebowski's hair. The painted toe was from one of the assassins. Donnie dies of a heart attack while the dude and Walter are fighting in the parking lot of the bowling alley with the assassins, who've come to collect the money. They spread Donnie's ashes at the beach and then go bowling. In the words of the dude, the dude abides. There okay. you go. So how do, you, how do you feel, Doc? Um, I reckon there's a few people who think that's a, a little bit of a cop-out because we didn't give him the the whole rundown of the entire film plus the ending. But how, how do you feel knowing that you know what happens at the end now? I, I'm Out of context, it's hard to know. Mm. Um, I think once I watch it, I'll be able to 
put pieces together that you've just read and it'll sort of take the edge off watching it for the first time but um I, i've learned my lesson I, i'm gonna have to uh watch time bandits or whatever the next film is mm, well leading so, into that i was sitting there thinking well do i get the the six dollar bingo machine out and select a couple of new movies and i think no i think we'll we'll still give you until next episode to watch time bandits because uh Hayden Store feels that that is a quintessential uh, drink. Quintessential. Yeah. Quintessential. Oh, oh I did it again. Sorry. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Film that he feels is a must watch. So we're going to give you to next episode to get that under the belt. Uh, still in the firing line is the Joker and Rear Endo. So. Do we need to put another film in there, a third one? No, I'll, I think I'll leave it at two. I was going to say, especially considering you feel that Joker is such a top film, we if he still can't get it in the notch of his belt by the next episode, yep. then he's got re-window re that we can spoil for him. And then yeah, if, well, he's got, if he still doesn't watch it, I'll tell you what, if spoiling Joker is not enough incentive, then I'll tell you what, he... Really doesn't want want to watch Time Bandits. I think he's yeah. We might, we might have to scrap it completely. Look, I I rate Joker was probably my second second top movie of last year compared uh, only only uh, second to Parasite for me. Um, and giving you the benefit of the doubt with Christmas, New Year, da 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 da. But you've got a solid month of non-Christmas shit now. So, yeah, if you can't knock it out now, then unfortunately I'm going to have to just... And don't you go and watch Joker before the next episode instead of Time Bandits. <laughs> don't be a dick. No, I'll watch Time Bandits. Oh, I'm getting deja vu. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, I actually... Look, let me... I, I actually have a challenge to pitch to Doc. Yes, go that, for it. That, that, oh, that he okay. can deliver to me. That maybe you two can ponder over for the next episode. Mm. I know how much you two want me to watch The Room. Ooh, I feel something good is brewing here. Yep. I, I feel it's only fair that he he set me the task of watching films that I clearly have no desire to watch. Uh, the only reason I, I bring it up is I was Googling uh, that shithouse house. Ghostbusters film that was made a couple of years ago that I've refused to watch. <laughs> and I thought that'd, that'd be an interesting idea. He pitches me films that I have to watch by the next episode or I'm forced to watch The Room. Oh, wow. That adds another layer to The Onion. And you know, there's a lot of shit I won't watch. I haven't seen those Megan Fox turtle movies. <laughs> You're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just had this image of her doing documentaries about turtles. <laughs> oh, so, like, they swim, I think? <laughs> that would be the whole narration. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that, that that's just fair. You know, you can think of movies that I've clearly stated. Anything with Shia LaBeouf. Literally anything with Shia LaBeouf. The Transformers um, were just ruined for you, wasn't it? Oh, not like Crystal Skull. <laughs> not like not like Crystal Skull in like Transformers. Transformers was so different to the cartoon that it was um, it, it didn't it, it didn't really do anything bad for me. It was just a shitty film. But Crystal Skull really messed with me because of how much I love indie, hmm. and I I feel that 
you guys know enough about me that you could come up with enough films that I have to power through and I'll be honest and tell you if I don't watch them or if I turn it off before I get to the end. I think we can rely on that and I'm, mm. I think it's a pretty safe bet, Doc, that we can come up with a few doozies for, for Hayden to watch. What do you reckon? Oh, I'd say so. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, so it's locked in, gentlemen. Um, we will sort out the semantics uh, outside of this episode, but we will introduce it, I think, next mm. episode, whenever that falls. Yeah. It, it could be January, it could be February, it could be December next year, who knows. But the the other challenge, Gauntland, is laid down. Uh, Doc is going to come up with a list of films that he wants Hayden to watch, and if he doesn't, then he has to watch such and such. So... I'm really looking forward to this, gentlemen. Yeah, I've got me doing. too. Me too. It's <laughs> given me reason to watch shit that I I don't want to see, but I'm sort of mildly intrigued by. Mm, yeah. Well, if you remember rightly, I used to watch films that I really shouldn't have wasted time on just because yeah. I had the time to do it. And now, I, probably in hindsight, I regret it. And now I'm talking about films produced by the asylum. You know, the old mockbusters. Uh, sadly, yeah. sadly, I've seen such classics as Transmorphers and <laughs> oh, wow. and Alien versus Hunter, and <laughs> that <laughs> that sh- that shit is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're laughing. It's not. It's not. Sadly, you did it to yourself. Oh yes, I know. Um, I, I've only got myself to blame. But they, those films are big steamy dog turds. <laughs> dog turds. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, be nice. Yeah, so, I'll be nice. So, yes, we've uh, we've got it all organised. So, Doc has uh, another, uh, probably a month, to get time bandits under his belt. Have, have you of even course. had a look at where you can source it from yet? Or you haven't, <laughs> haven't even made time to do that? No, I, I have. Um, I've got a copy ready to watch, and I, I have watched the trailer for it. What do you think of the trailer, just out of interest? It looks in, uh, very dated, but it's it's got me intrigued. I'm very curious to see how the film plays out. Well, I guess that's a positive. What do you reckon, Hayden? Mm. Um, yeah, I think that I think that if he's intrigued by it, it means it'll probably get through the whole thing. Um, did you notice anyone of note in the trailer, Doc? I think. I mean, obviously, we spoke that Connery was in it. I think from memory, yep. was it John Cleese? Yep. And I think there was a yep. couple of the other Monty Python guys as well. Um, I think the memory. other... Was it Eric, uh, Eric Idle or Michael Palin? I think the other real big note, like act, actor or actress of note for me was um, Shelley Duvall, pre-The um, Shining. Oh, I see, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have picked her. Have you seen The Shining? I have, yeah, long, long time yeah. ago. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 I was, wa- right, I was yeah. waiting for no then. Yeah, I was too. I'm like, so Shelley Duvel. I was ready to tell him who she was. Um, yeah, I think they're like, as long as you noticed Cleese and um and Connery, I'm happy. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, Michael, Michael Palin is in it, and Ian Holm as well. Yeah, who played uh, Bilbo. Yeah, and you like your yeah. British your British comedy. Yeah, I remember thinking that when I saw the cast. Yeah. yeah. Ian Ian Holm recently passed away too. Hmm. Have a yeah. drink for Ian home. Oh, I just did. I'll have another one. Cheers, Ian. I hope that mic picked up my gulp. Now, um, going back to your intro, Hayden, I, I did mention that you are IMDb credited. Can oh, you, yep. Can you talk more about your film, 
high stakes. Oof. What got you into the project and why you gave up on Hollywood? Film is not a term I would use for it. Because <laughs> I, I, I respect film. <laughs> no, we we had a, uh, a friend of ours um, who's actually, you know, he, he's, he's working on some big, big sort of big budget Hollywood films now. But um, at the time, he'd introduced us to the idea of the uh, this sort of film festival they hold here in Melbourne where the idea is that you are to shoot, edit and deliver a full film within 24 hours. Obviously full film, it's a short film. But yeah, you, out of fairness, you don't start planning the project until... Uh, I think it's you know it's, it's it's midnight one day and then you were to shoot and edit and have it delivered by midnight of the next day. I don't know if they still run it anymore. It was quite a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and a group of my friends, you know, we got together like, oh, you know, let's it's it's going to be shit house, and it was so far worse <laughs> than any of us expected. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we we made a, a short film. Um, Essentially, the story was a group of guys playing a playing a like an all night sort of poker game, and the chips, from memory, the chips represented pieces of their soul. So by the time they busted out, they slowly faded away. Hmm. The problem is, hmm. is that we added nothing else to that. <laughs> we didn't really do an intro. We didn't really do. Uh, a conclusion we just had dudes slowly fading away from a table as they played cards now that i uh, uh, like this was a long time ago in hindsight i wouldn't have done it at all it was very 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 poor and i remember watching it back thinking i had such a better idea of what it was going to be and i clearly knew nothing about film or making film (laughs) so yeah i i yeah, it was more just, you know, a novelty, you know, a little pet project, something that we uh, we wanted to test ourselves with. But, yeah, apparently anyone can make an IMDb page. They can. And, look, you've even... I was going to say, they can lie on it as well. They can <laughs> do that too. And that, that leads me into the comment that is on the film. It's called High Stakes, made in 2010. Yeah. Uh, there is one comment by a user on the film. 10 out of 10, Fantastic. So this was posted on January 6, 2011. I love this yep. movie. Hayden Upton is a fantastic up-and-comer. While it was made on a micro-budget for a film festival, a lot of heart and soul went into this film. For Upton's first short film, it is a great effort. Unfortunately, he didn't win the film festival, but the film won my heart. I have had friends with gambling problems, and this portrays gambling problems with people very well. So it doesn't. No, no, <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. I, I believe... Had they had a bigger budget, it would be an 11 out of 10 effort. Top work, guys. Can't wait to see what comes next. How many people do you think found this review helpful? Zero. Zero out Absolutely of one. Not. <laughs> got yeah, one thumbs because down. The, I've got to say, the only people that would have seen that film were the people that made it, possibly my girlfriend at the time, and the people that judged it. And no one that made it or judged it would have said that about that film. So I have, I, I'm led to believe that it was my ex who wrote that because I wouldn't have written that about the film at the time. Do you know what? You'd be incorrect because I wrote that review. <laughs> did you really? Did you, so, yeah. Okay, so you haven't seen it. 
Nah, not at all. Ah, uh, you legend. Um, yeah, no, it's it was super, super, super. It was look, it was a fun experience. It really was, and I've known a couple of friends that have gone on to seriously, like to to take that very seriously. Had a lot of um, a lot of filmmaking experience, and you know they've gone and actually done like you know twenty four hour shoots and proper editing processes and all this kind of stuff, and entered in. You know, some of them have like placed within the competition so it was really cool but mm. us it was just a gag bit of yep. fun and i'm glad one person who hadn't seen it thinks so highly of it well you're perfectly welcome and anyone that's interested in visiting the imdb page i'll post the link in in the description wherever we post our uh, new episodes now someone that does take film very seriously in terms of making it is our other good friend doc who is in fact a filmmaker and has made film and I want to say TV series. It didn't really last that long because it had some issues, some production issues, but Crooked and Eight Ball and a Dime was the, the title of yours, wasn't an eight, it? An Eight Ball and a Dime Bag, yeah. A Dime Bag, yes, there we go. <laughs> I remember wanting to call it Nefarious because you kept asking me, what do you think of the, the name? You, you, were, you were stuck on Crooked, weren't you? We were, yes. Yeah, and I've still got a couple of uh, finished scripts. But, uh, yeah, as you said, unfortunately, we hit some production issues, so it never got completed apart from a few short scenes. Did you uh, end up getting an episode up, or was it just a trailer that you got up? Just the completed trailer. Yep. Yeah. Now, you appear, you appear in that trailer. I, I, I do, vividly. actually, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I remember you vividly coming out from behind it was a couch or or a building or something and you (laughs) had a machine gun in your hand (laughs) now is that still on youtube somewhere it is yeah uh if you look up uh dj quinn 81 on youtube that's probably the best way to find my my page i'll have to find it so we'll post a a link of that one in the description as well but now, yeah. Doc, what what have you what did you show me? Now, I've seen one of your one of those. I can't remember which one it was though. Oh, it was a long while ago. I'm not sure either now. Uh, had a young man in a suit, possibly doing a drug deal, getting shot. I think it's the same one, yeah. That was could have been a different one. We did uh, another short one that was called First Day on the Job." That that might be it, and I was so impressed with it. Like I actually, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, just one we made up on the spot, and we did a similar project, um, which I don't think we've got on on YouTube, but it was a fifteen hour film festival. They gave you a prop and a quote that you had to use in a certain percentage of the film, and you had fifteen hours to to write, film, edit, and uh, yep. and submit. The, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is good fun, isn't it? Like, you, you're sort of proud of what you produce, in a sense, no matter how it turns out. Yeah, definitely. And it makes you um, realise how how angry uh, some directors get, like Uwe Boll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people coming down and going, oh, your film's a shit, why don't you give up? And go, oh, fucking box you, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Because clearly you uh, put a bit of time and effort into it, but you'd expect mm. a bit more with a, a $40 million budget like uh, In the Name of the King, a, a Dungeon Siege Tale uh, had, <laughs> which is probably, well, in fairness, that's probably his best effort to date. Like, uh, we, we're going on tangents here, but mm. sadly, uh, go, uh, 
leading back to uh, shitty films I have seen, uh, I've seen a, a fair few of Uwe Boll's efforts and that's definitely one of his best that I can hardly call it good, but he had a semi-decent cast. you got Jason Statham just doing his thing back when he was big doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got a few other miscastings like Ray Liotta as a as a oh, wizard and oh, wow. and some other yeah some other interesting stuff. So. <laughs> All I imagine is Ray Liotta in every gangster film he's done, but dressed as a wizard. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> and instead of pull, instead of pulling out like a staff, he pulls out like a little shiv and just necks the guy. <laughs> it didn't quite go down that way, but uh, <laughs> yeah, another Uwe Boll film. I think it was House of the Dead, and you you got flying zombies everywhere and. In some scenes, you can clearly see the platforms where the actors are getting sprung off. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that's the that's the quality of some of his films. As long um, as he's having fun doing it. Well, that's it, and that's the important thing, isn't it? And wasting a heap of money. Doing <laughs> Shitload of production <laughs> of money. Hayden, we didn't discuss this prior. We know you're getting a bit zen in your older age, and Ooh, yeah. um, it's harder to get you a bit a bit fired up. Do you have a a pantless rant this week is there something that has fired you up over the last month that you feel requires taking your pants off to have a rant about yeah look i'll i'll keep it i'll keep it relatively short it's christmas themed i um i have noticed all over facebook that everyone's doing these polls what is the the top christmas film to watch what is your christmas eve film and you know they they doing sort of those knockout rounds where there's like 16 films there are not 16 films to watch on christmas there are four (laughs) don't give me don't and look i'm going to give you guys a quick shot at what those four are Mm. any any guesses i'm guessing four films that you can watch christmas eve i reckon you'd have die hard on your list (laughs) that's number one (laughs) there we go home alone on there home alone is on there that's yep, two. That was my other pick. Nightmare mm. Before Christmas? Absolutely not. No? No! Absolutely okay. not, no. You have Christmas Vacation. Yes. Okay. Yep. And you have Gremlins. Gremlins? They are, the only, they are the only four films that should be watched on Christmas. So not Laurie Loughlin's recent thing. efforts on Lifetime? Yeah, or, or Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> None of that shit. Look, I, I've seen... I've seen um, you know, knockout rounds with Frozen on there. Frozen has snow in it, has nothing to do with Christmas. No, Die, Hard, Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve, refers to Christmas a number of times. There's a shitload of Christmas paraphernalia all through that film. Um, I've seen other Christmas films, but they're not in the same echelon, not in the same tier as the four that I've mentioned. They mm. are absolutely, and okay, get ready to drink. They are quintessential Christmas. Drink. Drink. Um, I don't think you got anything left in your glass. Yes. Yeah. Chelsea <laughs> has my partner. Chelsea has offered to fill me up. Ah, good yes, girl. Please. Yes, she's tops. Yeah. Uh, there are four films that you can watch. Those are the four films. And if you're watching anything else, fuck you. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of this. There, there's no like. If you need to do a knockout round, do it between those four films. Okay, so let's recap. So, Die Hard, Home Alone, or the other two, Gremlins, 
and Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. They are the only four films that you should be picking from on Christmas Eve. Ideally, all four of them over the Christmas period. Right. Um, so, all right, let's flip that around. Um, this could be a question without notice again, but what a high, apart from Frozen, what are highly rated Christmas films you don't feel are, get ready, quintessential viewing? Oh, my drink's almost here. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to postpone that one. Um, okay, Nightmare Before Christmas is Ooh, a big doc. one. I, and I know it has a huge following. It's got a huge cult mm, following. It does. Um, but I... Look, and it is, it is a great film. It is just not for me. Um, Fair enough. You know, once again, we come back to the whole, you know, film is art, art is subjective, da-da-da-da-da. But, you know, these are four films that I grew up on for Christmas. And if you have, like, Home Alone 2, fantastic film, but you're going to watch number one for Christmas because mm. it's just better. Either A Christmas Carol or, a, or, like, a lot of people rate The Muppets Christmas Carol. Scrooged, Bill Murray. Mm. You know, that's another big one that, look, I know I absolutely love, but I'm not going to pick that over one of those other four. Right. I think that's all I can really think, think of, like, at... at the oh, Elf is another really popular one. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you where you sort of where that fell in your line of sight. Pretty fucking low. Do wow. not do not rate Elf at all. Um, is that a Will Ferrell thing? Or? No, I like Will Ferrell. I just I'm not huge on on that film at all. Fair enough. Yeah, I think yeah. Out of every all the all the big sort of oh and uh, what's that one friggin' Christmas movie where the kids got like a a lamp that's a Christmas that's like a woman's leg or some shit. No, that's Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no idea. No. <laughs> okay, okay, you guys have a quick little look. Is it is it a Christmas story? It sounds like a Christmas leg. A Christmas story. Somewhere. 1983. I'm going to quickly show you guys. Yeah, Oof. in the house, in the house, there's a lamp and it's like a mannequin leg, a woman's like leg. You can actually you know Google it, look it up. I know it's wildly popular. I just could give two shits about that film. Uh, it's from uh, a film called A Christmas Story. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Super popular film. Really popular at Christmas, but I just don't care. You know, and I know there'll be a lot of people that just disagree with me, but they're not on our podcast. <laughs> so right, they well, have to listen to me. <laughs> well, they, well, they can yeah. tune out whenever they like or skip over you. <laughs> Doc, yes. same question to you. What is uh, the go-to Christmas films for you? Home Alone is definitely one I've watched. Oh. I think every Christmas for like the last three, four years. Do you double up and go Home Alone 2 as well? If there's time. If there's time. If there's time. <laughs> Time's a big thing for you. We, we know it, that with is. Time Bandits, but that's okay. <laughs> I know this one's going to be a bit controversial, but Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, um, it's a good film. I just I yeah. wouldn't prioritise it. Uh, what else? I usually watch with the kids the, the Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Yep, only yep, only yep. the first one. The other two were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, As opposed to the first one. Look... It's not an award-winning film, but it's it's good fun, especially for for Christmas. Yeah, I also say this as a as a guy without kids. You know, I'm not going to show my two-year-old Die Hard 
Maybe two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Give, give them that extra six months. And a new one that's, that's landed on my list as of this year uh, is an animated one called Arthur Christmas. Which oh, is, is it the French? Is it French? It's, no, no, I'm thinking it's of, no, I'm thinking of something by, else. Um, Ardman Studios, who do like Wallace and Gromit, Shaun the Sheep, all that sort of stuff, and it's so it's claymation. Brilliant. No, it's it's not. It's no. that studio, but it's it's yeah. a full animated like Pixar style. Okay. With with stylized characters, and yeah, it's it's really good. Probably not your sort of film, Hayden. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> I'll put I'll put it on the list for you. Actually, make you watch it. I'd ask Owen this question, but uh, who knows what he's going to fire back at me? <laughs> with what, he, with, what did you actually watch on Christmas Eve? What did I watch on Christmas Eve? I watched. Oh, geez, that's a good question. I had uh, Carols by Candlelight going in the background just because it's a family tradition. But having said that, I uh, didn't have the sound on. I literally just yeah. had it on because it was Christmas tradition. Not necessarily yeah. for like I've been I've been with my wife for thirteen years, ten married, and we've got my eldest is nine. And it's not necessarily our tradition, but when I was living with my sisters and my mum and dad, that was our tradition. So I just had that yeah. on. I'm pretty sure I was watching regular TV. Jesus, I don't know when the last time I watched regular TV was. Oh, sorry. When I say regular TV, I was just watching non-Christmas stuff. Oh, like just apps you've got and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I was just ripping through. I I ended up knocking off episodes of Truth Seekers and uh, Cryptid, which I think I've mentioned in previous episode. Uh, And I was catching up on a few other things. So the show from Ireland called The Young Offenders, which is actually really funny and recommend that either of you check it out. It's really good. Uh, It's gone into its third season. I caught up with a couple of other episodes of um, Letterkenny as well, which I know you've sort of gone off Hayden, which is a Canadian comedy. But yeah, that's literally all I was doing. I I don't necessarily watch Christmas shows around Christmas. there, there probably is one that I, if you put a gun to my head and say you have to choose, look, I'll probably fall into line with Home Alone. I'll definitely watch that. I wouldn't watch anything past the the first sequel. Um, mm. three, oh yeah, three. <laughs> once, 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 uh, once Macaulay's gone, it's just yeah, who wants to watch French Stewart really? <laughs> oh well, I'll watch him in Third Rock, and and that's oh, yeah. and that's probably about it. That's the exception. Uh, one that you don't rate, I, I probably do enjoy a lot, and that's Elf. I found I find uh, films that are quite quotable a bit more enjoyable, and I, I found yeah. that I find myself quoting Elf a couple of times throughout the year when I'm, I don't even realise it. It's even at work when I'm quoting The Simpsons and I don't even realise I'm doing it, and I get told that. Uh, there was a scene from Elf where Will Ferrell's character's just not paying attention to who he's speaking to and he just randomly comes out and goes, I drew a picture of a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Randomly come out with that occasionally. But yeah, there's nothing really there. I like the Die Hard films, but I don't necessarily hold them in as high regard as probably you guys do. So yeah, yeah, that's probably me in a nutshell. And my lovely wife who's uh, on holidays at the moment you talk about me watching crappy films. Um, she went out of her way to... She went through a big phase yep. of watching really bad, crappy Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas films. And I'm really... Oh, that, 
the stuff that would have like pre housewives Terry Hatcher in it. Yeah, come home for Christmas and yep. uh, holiday at the Christmas Inn and all this other <laughs> shit. Well, I can I can relate relate to you there. Uh, my lovely partner, she told me she was yearning to watch a film from her childhood that's very nostalgic for her. Mm. And I said, look, please go ahead on without me. It was <laughs> uh, Holes. Yeah, right. You know yep. that film, yep. Holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it remember sort that. Of, yep. It was really nostalgic for her, and I said, please, please watch it without me. I don't <laughs> want to see that shit again. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yeah, so I, I feel you there. I feel you there. That actually brings up a, um interesting point. What is a film... I can think of one straight off the bat. What is a film that you find is a really nostalgic feeling for you watching it, which no one else gets? Oh, it's definitely Return to Oz. Yep. So uh, Disney made a really dark sequel to Mm. The Wizard of Oz in the 80s. Um, Faruza Bulk, who is pretty Mm. much, I think, only known for the craft. It was her... And The Waterboy too, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It was her sort of breakout role as a kid where, like, and when I say dark, I mean, at the start, they're carting her off to an asylum so she can get electroshock therapy because no one believes her about the trip to Oz and everything like that. Um, And this sort of, the film plays into the next lot of characters that come along in the book. So you've got Mombi and the Gnome King and all that kind of thing, and... That was, like, because my, you know, my mum and I, we share, like, The Wizard of Oz is sort of our thing, you know, we went to see Wicked together, um, mm-hmm. I remember watching Wizard of Oz for a lot of my birthdays, but Return to Oz, I know a ton of people that either haven't seen it, haven't heard about it, or just did not like it at all, but I absolutely love it. Doc, same question? Mine's probably a little more mainstream, I'd have to go with Hook. Yeah, right. With uh, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for me, it's not just the film itself, but everything that came with it. Like, you know, in the playground as kids, you remember probably running around reenacting scenes from films and stuff like that. So for yep. me, watching that film reminds me of a lot of that sort of thing as well. You know, running yeah. around in the front yard with sticks as swords and that sort of stuff. I remember the wonder of in you, you remember, uh, obviously you would remember the scene where they're having their make believe dinner yeah that magically turns mm. into real yeah that was amazing it was. I love that scene yeah it's a great scene What about you oh All right I'm going to pull one out on you um might have been mainstream at the time I'm I'm going early 80s it is a musical it had actors in it one was very big during the late 80s, possibly the early 90s, and one is still relatively big today. Rocky so Horror? No. So they were all child actors. From so the I'm, early 80s? From the early 80s. It's a musical. Not Annie? Ed, not Annie? No, I don't know when that was made. That was a guess. But <laughs> no, that's all right. I, um, I have no idea. No. All, all right. I can think of is friggin' high school musical but I know it's not <laughs> early 80s no I uh, tend to skip Zac Efron when I can Bugsy Malone oh, oh wow I haven't seen yeah, that yeah it's been so long I mm. barely remember anything about it but I do know the film I still sing the songs yep as soon as I saw it available I think it was on region 2 in the UK I ordered it from Amazon 
and I, I remember going to my sister and going, I got Bugsy Malone on DVD. And she's going, why the fuck did you get that for? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember trying to play it for my eldest and she lost interest in it pretty quickly and my wife walked in she's going, what are you watching? It's Bugsy Malone. She goes, oh, I said, didn't you watch this as a kid? She's going, no, wouldn't watch this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tried to show a girl I used to date uh, the return to Oz and she only ever knew Wizard of Oz. Mm. So... As we finished it, she goes, you know, what the fuck was that? That's not Wizard of Oz. That's like a horror movie. And this was made for kids. I'm like, yeah, you know, in the 80s, Mm. you know, kids movies weren't like they were today. Mm. You know, they weren't as PC. They were pretty, you know, you could get some really dark shit back then. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, she couldn't understand why I felt the way I felt about it. But no, and I completely get it. You know, I, I, Bugsy's not. Is is far from a movie I even sort of remember, but I get your your passion for it. Mm. And just that I remember the scenes where they've they got the Tommy guns and they're not firing bullets; they're <laughs> firing cream pies. The, the cars are all pedal cars. Yeah, yeah. And just the the songs just stuck in my head all these years. And when that first released, I think it was nineteen eighty three. I'd have to look that up. And if that was the case, so. Well, I was born in 81, so I would have been two years old when that was released. But I, <laughs> I remember it used to be on TV like at least once a year, at least. So it, yeah. whenever it was on, we would be watching it. And, you know, it got some catchy tunes. And yeah, it's, it's always – it's even earlier than that. I, I'm actually shocked. I've just looked it up now. It was made in 1976. Oh, so it stars jo- young Jodie Foster, young Scott Bayo. I think the only movie that I can really think of that was made even in the 70s um, was Space Odyssey. No, Space Odyssey, uh, Space Odyssey was the 60s, actually. Yeah, yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it was, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time like I watched a movie pre-sort of 1980. Wow, there you go. There you go, indeed. So showing, showing our age. Showing it. Yeah, we are indeed. <laughs> like when you got people turning up to your workplace born after the year 2000, you're definitely showing your age. <laughs> German. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to touch on before we move along? Um, anything, Doc? Nothing springs to mind, no. That's all right. We can chop that bit out later. I've, oh, I, I, I was just going to say, look, I, like I said earlier on, I, um, I finally got onto Peaky Blinders. And am absolutely loving it. Like I knew it was going to be a top tier series. Um, mm. It's it very much reminds me of sort of a HBO production, so your Deadwood or um, or something like that. Just top acting, top cast, great production value, and just beautifully brutal. Yeah, and and very realistic as well. I know, I know. Um, you know, I'm sort of six seasons or five seasons behind, but um. Yeah, uh, if you haven't watched it and you want something that, you know, you're looking for something to rope you in, episode one, I, I, I just, I've just been powering through it straight from there. It sucked me right in straight away. Yeah, right. And that, it, it, that's, that's my recommendation of the week, I reckon. It's, it's in your wheelhouse too, isn't it? It's in that sort of early uh, English era where they're, they're all in there. Yeah, sort of Victorian, Elizabethan... Mm. London, you know, they've got the suits, they've got the um, 
just that whole sort of aesthetic, that whole era, you know, that's, that's very much the thing that I love. And that's, but that's actually, that's like one of the, the least, my, my least favorite parts of the series, uh, uh, like about it, you know, I, th- I started it because I thought I'd like the era the most, but it's not the era at all. It, it's, it's the stuff that I didn't think I'd be that impressed with that mm. I'm loving the most. Just the production value is amazing on it and how believable and silly and Murphy, my God. Is impossibly good. Impossibly. Well, that's a high standard to live up to, especially from you. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. seen um, the one that Tom Hardy was in, Taboo? No. So Taboo is what I'm going to do after Peaky. Yeah, because I think I yeah. got halfway through Taboo and then I, for whatever reason I jumped off. I do want to jump back yeah. on it at some stage, but I, I, it's been a while since I've watched that. Doc, if you haven't had time to watch Time Bandits, I'll tell you what, the... <laughs> I'm sure you haven't had time to watch anything else. Uh, (laughs) Is there anything that you have to add to this? Well, there is. uh, I mean, um, you mentioned a while back, wife and I were watching Sopranos, which we we finished. And our next shared TV series has been Mm. Cobra Kai. Have either of you guys watched that? It's on my two-watch list. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, My brother raves about it. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you enjoyed the original yeah. three films, not the remake, you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I I've no. actually heard. Um, what's her What's that idiot's name? Hillary Swank. Yeah, I've heard that they actually they want to get her into the next season of Cobra Kai. I did hear that too. Apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, isn't she in season oh, three? Why? You've got you've got a, Johnny, you've got Ralph Marchio, you can't get Mr. Miyagi, you've got the other prick that ran the, the Cobra Kai originally. Why would you want to bring her into it? What's next? Jaden Smith and You're Jackie you're Chan? talking about Martin Cove. Come on, due respect. I am talking about Martin Cove. Yes. Yeah. I, I, but no, I, I, I it it is it does sound like a good series doc and I've been um I've been recommended it a lot, but yeah, so mm. you rate it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, season three lands, I think, this Friday. Yeah, they've done heavy promotion on it, haven't they? So, they have, because it was supposed to come out on the 8th of January and they've brought it forward by a week. Oh, wow. I'd have no idea why, but... Maybe yeah. they're trying to ride the bandwagon, get What's it out a bit okay? earlier so they can get into season four. Could be, yeah. I'd, I don't think we'll see season four before the end of the year. I'd be very surprised. Or end of next year. Meanwhile, we have to wait a, a full year to yeah. see Mandalorian season three. Well, that'll align with our next episode. Have they? <laughs> <laughs> you might not be far off the mark there. I wanted to do a quick tangent up mentioning Martin Cove. Does anyone remember a 90s TV show called Hard Time on Planet Earth? Uh, no, I do not. Because it starred Martin no. Cove. So he played... Uh, it was all about... Um, he was an alien. Uh, there was life on one of the moons of Jupiter. And he gets sentenced to hard time on Earth for some sort of crime he committed. And he has a minder who's like a floating eyeball or something. I think it only lasted a season, but they used to play it late night on TV uh, here in Australia back in when I was a teenager. So if you're a fan of Martin Cove... There's one not to check out because it was absolute dog <laughs> not shit. Not to check out. Well, I, I actually, I know a tidbit about 
Martin Cove actually that is really weird. So he has really done a whole lot of nothing, <laughs> but but somehow landed himself a uh, small role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. The actually, Tarantino film, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a far cry from the last film I saw him in. Oh, and I didn't make it through this film, so it was, uh, <laughs> uh, it was called Barbarian, The Last Warrior King, starring uh, bodybuilder Mike O'Hearn, who Americans will know from American Gladiators. Oh, okay. Uh, and it had a... It was a, like, a high, like a Conan-type fantasy film. Um, yeah. So Martin Cove's the villain. He generally always is the villain. It has a... A very hacky Ewok Wookie type sidekick character called Wooby, which is quite clearly a guy in a fairy suit. <laughs> so it's so so bad. It's so bad. Um, they had to cut. Uh, they borrowed scenes from uh, movies called Deathstalker, which was a fantasy se- series of movies in the eighties. So they cut scenes out of another film and put into this film. Yep, so it was made in the early wow. 2000s and they cut scenes out of 80s films to put in there. It was made in like Bulgaria or something, so they saved on on production costs there and you can clearly see it. Like I say, I didn't make it through the entire thing. And yeah, this, li- this little character, Wooby, mm-hmm. will either ruin the film <laughs> for you or make it for you because he's so horrendously bad. How the Christ did he get into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood then? That's that's phenomenal. I suppose it's... Um, good on I, him. Yeah, well, yeah, good on him. I, I won't pretend to know what I'm talking about, so I'll just leave that alone. But, yeah, good on him. Well done, yeah. Martin Cove. This I'll one's think, for Martin Cove. This one's for Martin Cove. We've, we've discussed him quite a lot at the back end of this. <laughs> Cheers, Martin, if you're listening. Probably not, but... <laughs> Um, we're, we're coming up to time, gentlemen. Bartender's calling last call. Is there anything we want to cap off before we leave and finish off the latest and greatest, the third episode of the Uncredited Extras? I'm going to bring up this uh, bit of news. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Hayden's actually seen it already. Mackenzie Crook is talking about a new season of Detectorists. Yeah, I've heard it's that's been debunked, though. I read somewhere, I, I've read somewhere oh, it's been that's a shame. debunked, but I mean... You know, you can't really believe every single thing you read. I've read more that he's pushing no. for it than I've read that it's debunked. So yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, so for people that don't know what Detectorist is, it's a, a UK drama comedy. It's mm. very much in the in the vein of uh, British humour, uh, where some metal detectorists are constantly searching for their their lost gold, essentially. So they, in their spare time, they take out their metal detectors and try and find lost gold underground. And in between that, there's all sorts of relationships going on. So it's quite a good show. I think we all enjoy it quite a lot. Yeah, very, very cute show. Very mm. sort of quaint, peaceful, easy to watch. And, mm. you know, you sort of, you really root for them. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's definitely an acquired mm. taste. I think I tried to get my wife into it. She didn't like that, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this episode will I'll make my make my wife sound like she doesn't like anything. But that's yeah. not the not the case. Just not the same. Well, thing Doc, as me. I'll be uh, I'll be you know fingers crossed for another season. I always thought they could they could go further mm. with it. Um, let's just hope that he can get the traction going. It seems fans really control this stuff nowadays. Mm. Yeah, well, he might does. be um, looking for a bit more. Oh. 
Cash maybe. I don't think he's done anything too high profile past Detectorus. Um, not that I'm aware of anyway. But he was always very adamant. Like he wanted mm-hmm. to finish it after season two. I'm yeah, fairly certain of that. They pushed for a third one and he, he went into it. And yeah, I haven't seen him in anything that I can think of since. Um, I haven't even, I haven't really seen either of them in anything. Yeah, um, I forget the other bloke's name. Uh, that's Toby the one, yeah. Jones, I know yeah. He's the other guy who plays Lance. He popped up in the Hunger Games. Yeah, he's done a few things. Um, yeah, he, he did his episode of Sherlock. I yeah. remember that. He's done a, a little bit of American stuff as well, hasn't he, Toby Jones? But Oh, and he was in um, Fallen mm. Kingdom as well. forgot about that. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah, but Mackenzie Crook, probably his biggest yeah. claim to fame is being one of the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. One with yeah. the uh, the loose eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so I'd yeah. never even put those two together. Yeah, so anyone struggling to picture him, that's him. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? No, that's all from me. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, it. as always, you can catch us on our Facebook, our Twitter, and Instagram. So our Facebook and Instagram is the Uncredited Extras Podcast. Twitter, you can follow us on Uncredited xpod uh anyone that's into gaming doc where can they find your twitter your instagram and your twitch account for all of those it's just doc underscore plays beautiful if you want to know what i am watching you can download the tv time app and i've actually changed my username from last episode it's now owen watches stuff so you can find me there we'll put links in the description uh hayden do you want us to plug anything of yours um not really. If anyone has any movies they want me to watch as part of our high challenge, stakes. Oh push, yes, push yes, that would be that would be good. Yeah, um, yeah any any uh, interaction we encourage. So jump on socials if you need to send a lengthy email and tell us how disappointed you are in Hayden's pantless rant. The uncredited extras at gmail dot com is where you can send that to. Uh, we have a link tree on all of our available platforms that you can listen to us on. So we're on several now. Uh, probably about two dozen, I think, last count. Uh, our, we're not quite to the level of our 100 followers on social media yet, so the live stream quiz that we promised uh, when we hit 100 on any social media platform is still a little bit off. We hit over 50 on Facebook and and uh, and uh, Instagram, rather. So, yeah, we're still a little bit way off, but please, if you do enjoy, like share you can give us a five-star rating if you like us if you don't like us just leave it alone just go away <laughs> uh, doc will send you bobs and virginia <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's as good a place as any to leave <laughs> thank you very much gentlemen it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and we'll see you all out there in the next episode whenever that may be Edited in the uncredited extra. Don't you envy my success or the references I took?